It just says when we press record, it says, please ask the host to give you permission to record. No, that's on the Zoom meeting. I mean in Audacity. No, because we did that the first time and that's how it ended crap. Oh, no, we have Audacity in the background here. Hey guys, welcome to the RFPC podcast. Join me, Ruby, your host, and the twins weekly as we cover topics from training, nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and everything there and in between. You'll get absolutely no bullshit from us, just real open and honest conversation and some lols along the way. So if you want to enhance your lifestyle and go beyond the standard, then sit back, tune in, and enjoy. Press record. Yeah, the the Zoom thing's recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, then we'll be... Oh, perfect. Oh, good to go. Oh, because I think... Did I have to convert it or some shit? Yeah, you had to convert it because you're stressing because you're like, how the fuck do I convert this? Okay. Well, I think I can send the video and the audio of the Zoom meeting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That took a while. (laughs) We're fucking professionals. I know, aren't we? Look (laughs) us go. (laughs) Uh, I think we should keep some of that in. (laughs) now that it's recorded (laughs) wow all right (laughs) welcome back everyone we are actually so excited to be back this actually I reckon this is us planning doing the timing or getting together for this has been the most seamless it was literally like hey let's do it whereas the last few times I've been like we've got to book it in between this time and this time and on this exact day because otherwise (laughs) the stars aren't aligning and we'll never get it done whereas like this week it's just kind of been like yeah uh-huh. We're good to, to go. Be. Meant to be. Yeah, and it's like the first time I have, like, for me personally felt like, you know, rushed or sort of like I've got so much to do and so much on that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know about you guys, but that's just me. Nah, I like it. Yeah, it just feels smooth. Like, yeah. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> I have to go to work and tonight I Yeah. yeah. No, nah, it feels like it feels good to be back. I was looking forward to it all day and especially with (laughs) with you guys as well because I found when I recorded that one myself and just like sort of talking to the screen and to the microphone myself it's kind of like it kind of feels weird (laughs) um like it's 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 different still to talking to my camera it anyway that was just me (laughs) um do we want to start off with spots of the week yeah let's go who wants to go first I said you do yours first. Okay, this is very, it's very raw. It only literally happened like probably two and a half hours ago. Okay, mm-hmm. I was, I'm going to set the scene. It's like 22 degrees. The sun is out. It's a beautiful day. We're out in the farm, right? Not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> the yellow flowers are like spreading pollen and, you know, all you can smell is like flowers and horses, right? Okay. So. We were driving our little buggy, me and my like co-worker. Yep. We stop at a paddock. I love the hair gestures. Yeah, uh, was, was for the people not for the people listening at home, she's literally driving the car. <laughs> anyway, so then we go, we feed these these horses in this paddock. We have to give this horse treatment. So like and like basically oral antibiotics so it doesn't get an infection. So this horse was not being the most cooperative. Um, and, but I finally managed to get the syringe in its mouth. And as I was about to, like, do it, she moves her head, which is, it's, 
comet with horses, right? Yeah. But I've never had this happen. And then she does that at the very time that I go to like put it in. Yeah, push it and in. And the the substance, well, I see this, like I can still picture it. I watch it fly <laughs> absolutely all over my coworker <laughs> in her hair. And it's like cement. Yeah, it's so thick. Oh. And it's all in her hair, all down her face, <laughs> all over her shoulders. She's absolutely like covered in it. And I didn't know how it could spread this far. Mm. And we literally just <laughs> break down in here. And she's like well into her 50s. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, so she's, you know, she's not young. Yeah. We absolutely lose it in hysterics. Like, I can't breathe. She's just like admitting defeat at this stage. She's like, oh, oh no. And then, yeah, and then for the rest of the um, feed run, it will like would be in silence. Yeah. And then we'll start laughing again. <laughs> like, I'm delirious. Like, every little That's thing would just set it off again. And I was like, I couldn't even get words out to apologize to her. I was just, <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah. It was so funny. I saw the photo. Oh, it was unfortunate. So <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. <laughs> at least he's, at least you could laugh about it. Yeah. I would have felt so bad if she didn't laugh about it. <laughs> my spot of the week is more mad, maddening, if that's even a word, than laughing. So mm-hmm. Today, I did go get my car serviced. So I dropped it off and I walked back home because it's only like 20 minutes, like a 20 minute walk. And, you know, we had the real estate come in, take photos of the house because they're selling and then had to walk back. Anyway, I got to the place, you know, did all my car stuff, drove back. And I was like, where are my house keys? Like, I was like, oh my God, it like fell off when I was walking back up to the mechanics. And I was like, wow, I'm locked outside, tried every single door, no luck, went back to the mechanics, it wasn't there. And then I was like, fine, I'll go to the gym. Had to go to the supermarket to buy lunch because my lunch was obviously in the fridge. Had to buy activewear to go to the gym until my roommate could come back and um, let me in. Literally, as she was leaving on her break from work, I looked in my gym bag and my house key was in my gym bag. Yeah. Oh, fucking time. So I was very mad. By the way, Miller sent me screen, uh, um, Snapchat videos of this whole situation throughout the day. I know. And at one time I was, I replied, <coughs> excuse me replied and I was um like I went for a spontaneous bushwalk today it was just something I felt like doing and so I felt quite like relaxed and zen from being out there and I'm like just don't worry about it these things happen throughout the day just super I was just sitting in the sun for an hour waiting for my roommate to come and it was literally in my gym bag that I was obviously using at the gym so why didn't I see it that's so oh. funny sorry oh, <laughs> on the plus side you don't have to get another key cut exactly <clears throat> so you did actively look in there before yeah i don't know i don't know i know you probably had an us look yeah <laughs> who knows i found it <laughs> got in my spot of the week and 
I was just saying to the twins, before, like, um, I messaged them literally just before we jumped on. I was like, fuck, I'm still, like, frantically trying to think of what my spot of the week is. I feel like because I have so many moments, like, even throughout the day or throughout the week that I've just so desensitised from things actually happening that I don't think to actually, like, write them down for this now. So <laughs> one of them, like, and this is the one that popped into my mind, the first thing was not cutting my toenails or, like, so I get my I get my nails done. Like I go and get a pedicure and all that um, every fortnight or so for my for my feet. And I was like, mm, they are getting a little bit long. But on Wednesday, um, we had a assessment that I had to run for people, which includes a ten kilometer pack march. So I did sort of think um, the day of, I was like, oh, they're getting a bit long. And for for anyone who knows. It's a very, very good idea to cut your toenails before you pack march or before you go field. Hygiene thing, but also in terms of just like friction, um, like when you, your feet sometimes hit like the front of your shoe or your boot, or in my case, I've got monkey feet apparently. So when I march and walk, especially under load, I sort of grip more with my toes, which creates a lot of like heat and friction. Um, <clears throat> a little bit of history. When I was um, training, particularly for the heavier pack marches and stuff, I used to get blisters underneath my toenails, which would then push my toenails out. Wow. Yeah. So I know I lost my big one on my left or right twice, the other one once, and then that middle, those middle um, ones, I think I lost like two or three times each Mm -hmm. pack marching. Wow. And they grew back that quickly to like lose them again. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wow. Like... Oh, <clears throat> because this happened over the space of kind of like six months, sometimes like the nail would start growing back but then the blister would come and so it would kind of like just like stop it from growing or it would grow okay. or part of the nail would come off and then so like the whole thing wouldn't come out but part of it I would sort of have to cut off. It was just like, yeah. So <laughs> getting to yesterday, uh, like waking up yesterday and I was like, sorry, waking up yesterday, waking up today, waking up yesterday, Um waking up today sort of walking around and sort of touching my nails I'm like oh they're a bit sore and so Friday for us is also another day of pack marching so I'm like ah because then I was like oh do I cut them tonight but then I'm actually getting them done tomorrow so I'm just gonna suck it up (laughs) not recommended because it's not nice and I say to everyone else make sure you cut your toenails and that before you go because then sometimes like if you get like <clears throat> your feet kind of squish together and like you you know when like your toenail rubs into the other toe and like cuts you and stuff like wow. I've had that plenty of times and come to think of it I've actually lost one of my toenails it was one of my placement last year for uni I was doing a month of um stud work and I just had gum boots which is not good no. and it but you know and it was like this kind of weather it was like spring. in the spring so it was like warmer days mm. with the, like with the rubber like yeah. it just like yeah my yeah, it's like the friction and then I'd feel I would love if anyone knows why blisters when doing that with your toes or whatever actually creates the blister underneath your nail because it's not fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> like oh just the immense amount of just like pain and discomfort of having to pack march with mm-hmm. a gone nail. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And just no ouchies. Mm. Uh. So that's my spot of the week. Yeah. Not just cutting my toenails before I Just like only, was it only me and you? No. What? When I stepped that, 
Oh. Did his toenail? I think he were gone, Ruby. He like slipped over on the wood. Oh no! I remember Mum telling me, and because I know what it feels like, I was like, I don't want to know because I. Bleh. It makes me cringe. It like okay, let's move on. That makes me yeah, sick. it makes you feel sick. It like, <laughs> can you imagine like oh the pros yeah. that I won't go too much into it unless anyone really wants to hear the story, which I don't know why you would. <laughs> But, like, literally the treatment that I did, like, give myself for, like, all my blisters and missing toenails and it's barbaric, painful. (laughs) Anyway, not to discourage anyone from park watching. (laughs) Just cut your toenails. (laughs) Moral of the story. (laughs) Excuse me. All right. What are we talking about today? Um... So, um, the topic is um, sorry, shut up. That mindset going into competitions because obviously Emerson and I compete, Ruby's competed before, so we thought it would be a good topic to talk about, and particularly like just you know coming back from na- nationals like two weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's um, fresh. Yeah, yeah, it's very fresh. So um, like and just about kind of what we do in some like tips if you guys compete and everything um and kind of explain what we kind of do and all that kind of mm. stuff and what ruby used to do before her comps um so the first little thing we'll talk topic is um pre-comp action so what did you guys do before like you competed like what are some things that you do what time frame are we talking here <clears throat> in terms of beforehand? Like, are we talking about the on the say, day, like, kind also of on the day, not yeah. so much in the weeks lead up? Maybe let's start with maybe like a four week lead up, okay, and yeah. then move into what we do on the day, okay. Um, I suppose for us, if we're about like four weeks out, we're just kind of going through the motions. Um, it's more about, I don't know. So it's less about like, you know, you know, drills. It's more, you know, so with our routines. So well, more like feeling the routines. Yeah. So by this stage, all of our routines and everything should feel like automatic. Like we mm-hmm. know where we need to be, where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Our hand needs to be like this. Mm-hmm. So you're not really learning or implementing anything new. You're just... <clears throat> practicing and reiterating the habits that you've built the habits and routine you've built up to that point yes yes and I kind of just picture it as like you feel your routine because yeah. like you're not thinking about it you're kind of like just feeling the routine yeah. as you um are doing it um and then just mentally it's more about like the music because you've got the music playing and it's like knowing where you have to be where and the music and kind of stuff because um, you guys use music as the cues to do the different tricks and that mm-hmm. on the back of the horse and the barrel and all that. Yes. yes. And you also get like um scored for Artistic. like your performance yeah. and like yeah, artistry. So it's yeah. a big component. Yeah. Um and then so then obviously, yeah, that's probably most of those. So then when we're actually at the comp. Yeah. So obviously like mentally sort of like even the night before like your event what I particularly do is like when I'm laying in bed I picture out how I want the routines to go visualization 
yeah how I want them to feel yeah yeah same and I set a realistic goal so instead mm-hmm. of being like I want to place this I want to score like that obviously you know there can be goals mm-hmm. but more little goals so when you come out the ring mm-hmm. you still feel accomplished at least a little bit mm-hmm. so if that means like well one of mine for nationals is like for my compulsories um my backward swing I was like I need to get a good backward swing and yeah I did one of my best backward swings in the ring and so, mine was very similar mine was um yeah. my compulsory stand I was yeah. like I really want to look confident in that and then so when we came at the ring and we achieved those we already yeah. felt accomplished yeah I think mentally if you visualize it and we found it how we feel and when you achieve that like it's yeah it's good except for stressing about oh I want to yeah this perfect this this perfect you kind of just yeah visualize how you want it to feel and all that yeah because if you start looking at perfection and wanting to do it absolutely perfect you put a lot of stress and anxiety on yourself and then that can lead to performance or what they call like performance anxiety which can then affect your performance because you're so worried about that one thing that you forget about the bigger picture Whereas what you did with that visualization beforehand and, and you can visualize literally any time in your prep, in your training, mm-hmm. um, in the competition itself, because by visualizing it, you've already been there. You already know what you're doing. You know how you want to feel because in that visual, vis, why can't I fucking say it today? Visualization, you are not only going through the motions of, what you're doing, you're going through what you're thinking in that moment, you're going through how you're feeling in that moment, who's around you, what are you seeing, what are you hearing, you include everything in this. So you've already been in that environment before, so it's mentally preparing you for yeah, that, which is important. And then the last thing we kind of do is just before we're about to go in the ring, um, we listen to, to our music Yeah, because, again, you visualise yeah. with the music. Um, and so that's like, just like, Even when we're doing, like, uh, running warmer, like yeah. warming up our muscles, stretching. We're listening to like our music yeah. over and over again, mm-hmm. and it helps you just mentally get in the zone. And yeah. like, I wasn't even <coughs> worried about other people. Like, I wasn't even watching other people um, in my in my class just because I just didn't want to put that pressure yeah. on yeah. myself. I, I still obviously clap for them, and everything, supported yes. like that. Just but just didn't watch. Yeah. Um, sportsmanship but also doing like you're there to compete you've got to do what works for you you can still have sportsmanship and support other people Mm -hmm. and still be like I can't watch them yeah or anyone else because I need to focus on what I'm doing yeah um so like I feel like music's really yeah good for me to yeah um and then I guess also surround yourself with a good support system 100 percent We've you hire people. Yeah, we've come from like situations mm-hmm. where you know we yeah. haven't necessarily been supported, supported, mm-hmm. and we felt like it was yeah just us, like yeah. us alone, and you know it just didn't feel as good. Whereas you know, particularly at nationals, mm-hmm. our yeah. team was just so supportive, supportive, and it just got you fired up. It made you feel I don't know, yeah. It was just good. Yeah, it just felt really It put you good. in a really good mindset too because, you know, you just got that support. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, your support system, honestly, plays such a huge part, not only in, like, the way that you compete but everything because, as you said, like, with some of your past experiences with 
being in those conversations, being in a team environment, but feeling like you're alone and not supported, like that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking shit. And it goes down to teamwork and team cohesion as well. And <clears throat> if you want to break that down even further, if there's that disparity and that divide in the team, then the team doesn't work effectively because yeah. there's kinks in the chain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having that support network is bloody awesome um and having people who get around you that hype you up that um but will also and support system during the lead up where it's like they're not afraid to tell you that was fucking shit you need to do better but also knowing how to say that to you in an effective way because for me if someone's like that's fucking shit and you need to do it this way and do it better I'm like yep sweet cool Uh where some people are like why are you saying it to me that way Uh (laughs) so it's also about finding the feedback that you need to um do that but yeah support system is huge mm-hmm. absolutely it made it freaking hell yeah and, and then it makes it enjoyable oh, yeah. yeah definitely and I think I feel like specifically like this time around versus like other competitions mm-hmm. um and I guess it's with like the people our, yeah our people and our like team that although it was a competition and like it obviously still felt like a competition. I it just felt so fun. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't, it was it was still stressful, whatever, but it yeah. just it was, it was just fun. And I look yeah. back at my that time and like mm-hmm. I'm just like, that was such a great experience. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I I I love that. And that's what I experienced powerlifting <clears throat> was even though like you're competing against other people, you're also competing with yourself, but the environment that you're around and the team that I lifted for, um, <clears throat> lifted with um, SCC fit, like the team is fucking phenomenal there. And like, you know, we all still talk to each other on Instagram and support each other in like, cause we've all, a lot of us are sort of kind of started delving into different things now, but there's always that support. And there was even one girl, shout out to Des. Um, I met her at a powerlifting competition and noticed that she was wearing um, in the warm-up room like a um, undershirt, like a sort of like a military undershirt. And I was like, hey, <laughs> are you in the military? Um, turns out her partner is and all that sort of stuff. But then, you know, we've kept in contact all over that time. Even like it's it creates that community and that support that even no matter where your pursuits are now, you, you're always supported through <clears throat> that sort of stuff. But then also you get the support from your coach. It was, yeah, that was what I really loved about my comp days. Um, and even in the lead up to um, powerlifting prep as a support and especially going through the tail end of a prep in that way when you are absolutely fucking cooked that like you know those support people are awesome like someone coming into the gym and telling me I left both my car door car doors open for two hours is like a very good support system thanks for looking out for me in my car (laughs) um but again like my experience in the lead up to competing is see I want to I wanted to tie this into competing in an event but also tie it into fitness assessments as well because to a degree they're a much of a muchness depending on the 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 goal of the test and the assessment um and the requirements for it and the mindset towards that as well because I think that's also important and there's correlations between preparing for a competition and competing and also um for these assessments as well um for me it was like the little things like forming the habits 
the habits and the routine, making sure you know what like you want to achieve. What are your goals? What is your goal by X, Y, and Z? Do you have numbers? Are you? And then also managing um, your lifestyle factors as well. So stress, work, food, all that sort of stuff on top of that. So making sure you've kind of got as much duck as as many ducks in a row in that process as well because that's going to clear your mind so you're not worrying about what's going on down all these different alleyways everything's kind of on the same track and the same road when it comes to that so I found that having that structure in that lead up to um my competitions was just kind of like a relief because I knew what time I was training when I was training what I was training what I had to achieve because it was all laid out for me I knew what I was eating I knew what I had to eat like everything was just there um and then for the training sessions themselves is going back to that visualization piece before I lifted anything I was going through those visualizations I set up like a routine when I went in for my lift so for people who've probably watched my lifting videos on um, Instagram, you'll notice, particularly with my squats and my deadlifts, is I'll, especially if I'm wearing a ponytail, I'll flick it back. That's like a, a routine thing for me. Um, with uh, like when I was back squatting as well, like I'd have certain things that I'd do beforehand so that when you're up on stage and you're in there, that's like your cues to settle into the lift because you've done it a million times before. Um yeah, that's what it brings up something that I didn't realize that I did as well. So, you know, obviously before you compete, you're nervous and whatever. But so with, with vaulting, you have like a bell, right? The judge, mm. judge A rings a bell and that signifies for you to like run in. I've, I don't know. I noticed that I'll look at the ground, whatever, mm. and then I'll be nervous, whatever, you know. And then when the bell rings, it's like I with the switch and I'm yeah. like fake it till you make it because I love it I love it because there's that cue that where it's just like I'm fucking on like yeah. it's yeah. like nerves shit all gone it's like I'm fucking on here and I'm good to go yeah. and like I even do it so when like when I'm running out to the horse so like I'll be like to have a lunge but ready like ready to go mm-hmm. and then so the horse is ready to go and then I'm like fake it till you make it mm-hmm. and I sort of like bring up my head and then that's yeah. like get me in the zone yeah Mm. and having comments and affirmations as well is really really helpful because I when I was going through one of my powerlifting preps I was also prepping for my PTI barrier test so I had I had a lot of running in there as well and for me running like it's still something I don't like but again it came back to that structure and routine of like I know what my goal is this is something that I have to do to get there so I'm going to fit it in but having affirmations like even before the runs, I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, am I going to be able to perform? Am I going to be able to reach the intensity? Am I even seeing improvement? Like I started getting in my own head. But then I sort of went back to the whole because I had this sort of same process, mine deviation when I was pack marching and what I had to do when it like when I was pack marching and it was hurting or, you know, it was getting hard. It was like, OK, yes, there's that there, but I need to bring my mindset back to more positive and things to say that you know I can do it I am strong or um by doing this it's going to lead to this feeling and following that train of thought as well um so I had that like particularly with the running as well is changing like having those affirmations so like you know you said that like what did you say it was like um what did you say just then 
Fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Having things like that in there, like sort of like acting, uh, act confident and no one will question you. Yeah. Little things like that. Um, finding those affirmations that are going to work for you. Like some some of the ones I tell myself are quite brutal, but they work for me. <laughs> um, and having and having cues in there as well is super super important. And I say this to people when they're getting nervous about assessments and all that all that as well as detach yourself from the outcome a little bit have your goals but detach yourself from the outcome or the weight on the outcome and focus on what's right in front of you right now yeah. um because you know some people with our fitness assessments like you know they're really scared of the run they've passed it their whole life but they still get really really nervous before it and so it's sort of asking okay why why are you nervous about it what can we do? Like what processes can we put in place? Visualization, visualize the run, the track, visualize yourself doing it well. I did this a lot when I was um, doing the five clicker. So for the barrier test, for the PDI, for the PDI barrier test, there's a five kilometer um, run. And it's, for me, it's that distance that it's like annoying because you're pretty much doing it at a pretty, pretty um, hard pace but it's that kind of distance. I was like, I'm so fucking bored too. Mm. <laughs> um, so for me, my mindset and gearing into that was I'd create a story. Mm. It's really weird to some people, but I used to like, I've always had like quite a big imagination in that way. And so I'll create like just random stories with random characters and stuff and kind of like live in that story while also sort of being like, okay, I'm at the pace and all this sort of stuff. But it, it just it, that works for me as well but then also visualizing and picking markers along the way and being like I want to be there at this time mm-hmm. so you get there on that time because you're like you've just given yourself that goal yeah. um so yeah I think I've kind of tied those things in really yeah. well. and then on comp on comp day for because with um like yeah you've got a weigh-in as well so <laughs> I remember messaging Ben at one stage and being like I'm so worried about the weigh-in like I know I'm under but I'm still so worried and he was just like it's okay calm down like <laughs> everything's gonna be okay like just detach yourself from that um you know you've eaten all the right things you've been consistent that's another thing do not change especially with um performance stuff like that don't go and change what you're eating like two or three days out or even the day before in case it impacts your performance because you've been eating sort of the same thing consistently up until that point so you know it works don't do anything that's going to fuck that because nothing worse than going into the competition feeling like shit um so that's just another side little tangent on that one um but yeah a little glass of cheeky wine beforehand (laughs) not only does that calm your nerves but it's also like Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, going into the weigh-in, absolutely fine. And then on comp day, like I was never particularly nervous, to be honest. Like I I feel like I'm very good at handling my nerves. Like I'll feel nervous and I am nervous and have that sort of feeling, but I just kind of, oh, how do I explain I kind of check out a little bit in like I'm using like little air quotes as I kind of check out. Or maybe I don't check out, but I use processes to sort of use that nervousness for something and I just don't let it affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that's just sort of come through working through what works for me and what I need to tell myself and what I have to do and, you know, my lead up. So having the same warm up. So you're going through those motions as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and as I said before, a lift, like, you know, you find that you start doing the same thing before a lift. Yeah. Um, and that sort of helps with your cues for. I'm trying to think of some other weird stuff that I also do when I, before some lifts, like there's, um, Holla team, back to the episode shortly. If you like this episode, please hit the download button and also share it on your story. And if you think of someone that might benefit from it, make sure you send it off to them as well. Also, please make sure you're following us on Instagram, rubyfuss underscore RFPC for weekly content. Back to the episode. <laughs> with my, with, sorry, I started laughing at it in my head before I even said it. <laughs> um, with my front squat setup and it's funny because I uh, I did a video explaining um how to do like a how to set up the front squat um for my clients yesterday yesterday or yesterday or the day before and because one of the cues in my head to get my elbows up and get that bar is there is to choke yourself out yeah because <laughs> like the bar kind of like does when you for a front squat it sort of like chokes you out so I that's kind of my cue so <laughs> every time I go in for a front squat it's like yep choke yourself out <laughs> <laughs> so a little shit like that I suppose um yeah, yeah. anyway um I was, what's the next point I was going to quickly elaborate on cues yeah I have, like for, for our compulsory like set moves that you have to do for the judges we pick one word that we want for each move and mm-hmm. if you t- if you get that word, mm-hmm. like yeah. It's... So like for example, our let's say our let's go so to... our mount. Yeah. Right. If part of the technique, if I have trouble, let's say, hitting the upwards mark, I'm just gonna think up, up, up. up. So as I'm yeah. carrying my strides as I'm running, just up, up, mm-hmm. up, and then as soon as I'm on mm-hmm. and I'm in what we call a basic seat. It's my next word, which for me is just relax. Mine's present. Mm-hmm. Like it's a yeah. sitting move. Yeah. It sets the tone. Yeah. And your presence for the rest of your and it, I reckon it, it brings you because obviously like you're on a horse, you've got like four like four tables of judges like around you. I don't think we had for our class, we, I think we only had two. We had three. Oh, we had three. It's too intimidating. So, but it kind of like makes you have tunnel vision because you're just like focusing on that one word. So you just like. Mm-hmm. Hey, presence presence or it brings you and it's finding those words and like you said Melody, it brings you like your word is presence and it's it's becoming present in that moment and in what you're doing so that like you know all your attention is not you're not worried about fucking what joe blow and fucking old mates doing over there next door like you you're actually focused on what's happening for you in that moment and you're able to recall the visualizations that you've gone through the training and that because you've been there before you're present um like and yeah yeah I've been like at a competition right and I've come out the ring and I'll be like what the fuck's happened yeah yeah Yeah, you go on autopilot yeah so definitely putting like these words in place like not only does it help you be present and it helps you concentrate it makes you feel better and makes you enjoy it better because you're not tense you know you're not like let's just get this over and done with yeah yeah going in there and enjoying the fuck out of yourself which is what it should be as well like it's yeah um (laughs) I've sort of kind of had a thought of how you guys have those like those words when you're like in different stages of your routine 
Mm-hmm. I had like a little bit of a, a thought of when a session gets really hard and you're in one of those like, you know, spicy sort of sessions and like, you know, you're working to a thing of failure, you gas, like you're sort of just like, I am fucked. But it's also like in those moments what you tell yourself in like say, for example, if a thought like I'm fucked, I want to stop this rep comes up, I have a word to stop that chain of thought and be and that word or that phrase then is like a catch for me to be like, actually, are you near failure here or can you put out a few more reps? Mm-hmm. And so it brings me back into that um, thing. And then because I know a lot of people panic when they can't breathe or they start getting lightheaded and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's like, okay, you don't need to stop moving. Just reduce your intensity a little bit. Take two to five breaths to recycle your breath so you're not going to, like faint or pass out or anything and then you find that oh I'm actually okay I can keep going so then yeah for me particularly when things are getting quite intense or I feel like I can't breathe or I'm like physically exerting myself one thing I say is you can breathe you can breathe you can breathe you can breathe Mm -hmm. and I even find uh, sometimes running with people during MAS or during their assessments and stuff like that is when you can sort of tell when people start to panic and when they're sort of just like oh my god I can't breathe or anything like that it's just like you can breathe you can breathe you can breathe you can breathe and it takes them away it takes like takes you and it takes them away from that panic and that oh my god oh my god I can't breathe and brings them back to that present of just like you can go you can go you can go um finding um that sort of stuff as well but then also on the flip side of that I do get quite brutal on myself with those phrases in those workouts because it's sort of like you know get angry like get in there do it um you know push like little stuff like that as well. Um, I find just mindset wise really, really helps me. And sometimes I call it going to a dark place because you just go into these recesses of your mind where it's like, it's fucking on. <laughs> yeah. But you're yeah. using it in a healthy way. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. And but that's where, like, and given like my history of overtraining as well, I've also had to learn in this is what is what's conducive and what's actually going to help me and what's as like as you said a healthy mindset in that and when am I using it to push through when I shouldn't be mm-hmm. or when I know I need to um maybe rest or notice that okay this is coming up for a reason there's mm-hmm. something else that I need to address here because I'm you know doing this form of exercise I'm going to this intensity because I want to escape from something else mm-hmm. and so it's it's about recognizing that as well and that comes down to a mindset thing as well mm-hmm. um so like this is why I love it because you can start like you know unpacking all this all these different things and how it impacts what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah for sure um so yeah I'm glad you brought that up me and having people and tying that back to a support system as well, having people in your life and in your corner who know mm-hmm. that sort of stuff because they can call you out on it when it starts to come up. 100%. Ben will call me out on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and but that comes down to being with him for so long and being open and honest with him as my coach to be like, look, this is my history. Like, you know, this is what happens. This is what comes up for me. And sometimes he can start noticing it a bit more before I do because. Like, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I go into denial and mm-hmm. that happens. Um, yeah. Or you'll pick me up on it or I'll have some other people who know who are just sort of just like, like, hey, mate, 
mm. get your shit together. That's like, mm. that brings me, so, so obviously when we went to nationals, we stopped um, for a couple of days yeah. to do like training with like mm. our team, the horses we were borrowing. Mm. And I remember it was like our last training. I was practicing my swings, my compulsories, and, you know, they had come in leaps and bounds in only just a couple of weeks, like whatever. Okay. But I was being so hard on myself. And I was yeah. like, then I feel like I didn't feel good. Like I'm just a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm like the worst person yeah. ever. Like I can't do anything right. Like I was I spiraling. That. And then yeah. Nella was like, no, they were good. Like, you know. Then look at them four weeks ago and look at them now, yeah. they're even better. So then mm. even your shit ones during that round were better than the ones you were doing four weeks ago. Yeah. Mm. And then then I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you yeah. start to look at it that way. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess. Mm. Because we're, we're always our own worst critics as well. It's like what we do will never be good enough. Uh-huh. And it's sort of like when you sort of start going down that spiral, especially toward, before a competition, it's like it can wig you out because you're like, I was doing it so well before. And, like, you know, why can't I do it now? Sometimes, like, when that happens, it, it comes down to fatigue. Like, I found it in snowboarding sometimes is you'd be trying to learn a trick and do it and do it and do it. And it just gets to a point where you're crashing more mm-hmm. and you get so angry and frustrated at yourself. So it's like I was doing it earlier on in the day or I did it last week or I did it X, Y, and Z. And it takes someone to pick you up and be like, it's because you cooked. Mm-hmm. Like, you're fatigued. Stop doing it or you're going to fucking hurt yourself. Yeah. And then you go and try it the next week and you nail it first go because you've, your one, your brain has had that time to process it and let, let all the things click. But then you're also not dead from already doing a whole day worth of snowboarding. And yeah. one other thing that popped into my head for um, what you said, May, about, um, like, you know, starting to spiral a little bit was... I remember the pack the pack march the week before in the lead up to my PESA assessment and pack marching and all that and the PESA in that way did create a lot of like anxiety for me in terms of the pressure I put on myself to pass not only for me but to prove to other people that I could do it but also to not let down the people who'd been so supportive and helpful for me and that so I had a lot of pressure on this um and it was a nine kilometer pack march the week before so it was our last lead up pack march and my back had been doing really well up until this point and then all of a sudden on this pack march it just went again and I was like no like you know why is this happening now like I what did I do wrong I must have done something wrong I packed my pack properly and I started to spiral on this pack march and then I was like no you can fucking keep going like keep going um like I was in tears, <laughs> but I was like, if I can't, like my mentality was like, oh, if I can't pass it when my back hurts now, like I'm not going to be able to pass it next week. So suck it up, just move on. Um, but then I was also like, you know, fuck, it hurts. Like, is this something that I really, really want? Um, like I like literally in the whole space of this package, like this was all going on in my head. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> spiraling. Wow. Um, and then moral of the story, I and um, one of the instructors who was on the march with us ended up ringing one of the PDIs and was like, come pick her up, like she's fucked. Um, and then first I refused to get in the vehicle <laughs> because I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm still going because if I, like I was in the mindset of like, if I can't pass it feeling like I do right now, how am I going to pass it next week? Mm. But then they were like, pretty much ordered me, like mm. drop your fucking pack and get in the car. Um and they're like, sort of had to talk me through, like, you know, it's not worth a week out fucking yourself even more so that you're here longer. You're better off just stopping where you are now, using the rest of this time and this rest of this week and that to recover 
and go. So yeah, I had my little cry about it. I had my like, you know, bit of like, oh, you know, fuck this. Um, went through that, and then later on that day, the boys took me out to get like my favorite thing for dinner and all this sort of stuff. Um, and the more I thought about it and went back to what do I really want to achieve here? Like, what is the goal? Do I really want it? And when I set that intention of heck yeah, I fucking want it for X, Y, and Z reason, and like, you know, hyped myself up for that week, did all the right things, um, ate well, trained well, slept, slept well, <laughs> slept well. <laughs> I slept well. Um, come, went the assessment the following week, fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. So it's like mindset 100% matters, but also knowing when not to be a dum-dum. Yes. yes. Know yeah. when to not be a dum-dum. When to draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be dum dum. No, don't be dum dums. Mm. I've had my I've had my dum dums. <laughs> huh? I was like a new merch. Don't be dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? If people are keen on that, I'm hundred yeah. percent put them in a fucking shirt. Don't be a fucking dum dum. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> because yeah, I've been a dum dum, and it's not fun. No. I'm um, kind of elaborating, uh, elaborating on the like goals I had for one of the little like topics is about like setting goals in competitions and everything like that. Um, so what's like everyone's uh, I, like like processes like what's our individual process in setting the goals? Yeah, and what kind of yeah mm. yeah. Um, I feel like the biggest thing for me is real like realistic goals. 100%. It's very easy to like put your self worth on like your performance. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, if you come out and like you did not do as well as you thought, then you're like, oh, I'm a horrible person. Uh-huh. You're a piece of fucking right. shit. Yeah. So, if you if you go in with realistic individual goals, mm-hmm. then you're more likely to come out and be like, you know, achieve this or you know whatever mm-hmm. so um and yeah. on and on the realistic goals because you said like you know your individual goals as well is make sure those goals that you are setting are your goals mm-hmm. and that they're realistic to you and you're not just setting that goal because you think it's what other people think your goal should be or what they want for you set it for what you want because mm-hmm. like yeah mine's probably yeah, mine, I would say, were realistic. So, like, I, like, yeah, it's more about, yeah, my personal goals. So, like, for nationals, I was like, well, I want to go out, have fun, and I want to, you know, do a performance, like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I was doing it more, like, I didn't care what I placed or anything. I was like, my goal for this competition is this and this. Yeah. Like, you know, to go out and have fun, show what I've been working on, like, the last two and a half years during it was, COVID. Yeah, it was more like you know, realistic, like I'm not going to, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I want to win the class. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I was trying to say. Yes, yeah. you know, it's not like, you know, you can you can aim to win and obviously that is the aim, is to mm-hmm. fucking win or, you know, yeah. whatever. But like how, but how you get to, how you get to achieve that goal and mm-hmm. set realistic expectations, mm-hmm. I guess. So, you know, go out for my nationals was 
literally go out there, have fun. Yeah. And for me, the vault team, my fun looks like putting on a show, putting on yeah. a performance, yeah. looking yeah. confident. And I came out of that ring, like I felt the best I have about any comp because I one, I wasn't in my head, and two, yeah. I actually had fun with you it. You acted in alignment with the goal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like in my freestyle, I did fall off because just I just slipped right off. He was a small pony. I never had a full run through, especially in the uni tards. I fell off, but I got back on and I was like, I don't even care that I fell off because I still went out there and performed mm. what I could have done, you know, my best in the ring out of things. So I was happy because I was happy with my vaulting. Even though I fell yeah. off, I was still happy with the rest of it. And I had still had fun. So on my mind, I was on cloud nine. Like, That's awesome. Kind of thing. I you kind of go through, you do go through the stages a bit of like, I was like, oh, well, then I had a bit of a downtime, but then mm-hmm. I can't go over it. I was like, no, but I, I still had fun. So who cares if I fell off? I still had fun. And that's what I came here for. Yeah. yeah. So definitely realistic goals, because if I had to set, oh, I want to win or like I want to place or something, I would have been fucking devastated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I went out there and look, it wasn't my best round through on thing, but like at the end of the day, I still had fun going out there. So in my mind, I can like, I did what I went to do. Yeah, and I, I feel like for me as well, coming coming up with those realistic goals, when I did realize, you know, what I placed and stuff, mm. I was even more overjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of being like, um, you know, setting being like, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be like I want to place, you know, top three or whatever. Mm you know, and then you do, you're like, yeah, I achieved my goal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But since my goal wasn't that, you know, it was you literally to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. When I did place like, well, I mm-hmm. was even more like, I do oh, want to, oh I kind of want to explain. So like in vaulting, and so I do like three events. We do one event that we do together and then we do a team and then we do our individual. Our pairs were a little bit more like, more like goal setting like we're a bit more serious about it so our goals to each different events are different so that's yeah not and that's completely fine is having yeah you'll attach a different goal style and a different thing to a different thing depending on what value and what um what yeah what value and what goal you align with Mm -hmm. that so -hmm. like you know there's some I don't want to call them wishy-washy goals because they're not like that's not the right term that I'm trying to use. Like wishy-washy sounds like it doesn't really matter, but sort of more sort of flow, kind, yeah. kind of more go with the flow goals yeah. in some aspects, whereas other aspects are sort of like, okay, I want this, this and this by X, Y and Z, mm-hmm. or at least have this for this by this certain time or around in this time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I know for some of the stuff that I set goals for is I like to have a certain bit of a time frame, but mm. I have also been caught out with that before. Like initially when I first put in my application to go PDI and I got med downgraded, I had such an attachment to this time frame that when that happened, I fucking dropped my bundle because mm. I was like, I freaked out. So I'm like, it's not happening in the time frame that I want it to. And like it, it, it because I'd attached such a thing to that time frame and having and having having had everything line up in X, Y, and Z when it didn't happen, I was like, mm. but what do you mean? 
like what do you mean it didn't happen in that way and it, I felt shit yeah. um whereas I have learned that sometimes you do need to just you need to go with the flow let yeah. things happen as they do but still set those goals because when you don't have goals and you're going into something it you can kind of you can start to feel lost yes yes and I have felt that a little bit recently particularly in my training because I at the moment and still right now don't particularly know what I want Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to set goals when you don't know what you want so as a caveat to that what I've done is sort of I've started setting micro goals around training so like if I want to hit a certain rep count if I want to hit a certain RPM on the assault bike in one part of the session and then increase that next session so I still have those little micro goals but at the moment I don't have anything that's super overarching Mm -hmm. other than just be fitter Mm -hmm. which is very broad (laughs) um but then yeah it can it's accompanied with a little bit of a feeling of a little bit lost Mm. still feeling like a little bit of a mashed potato with my training but I think what I've attributed to and this is just what's popped in my head is I'm just going out there for enjoyment Mm -hmm. right now trying out new things still having a structure because it's still very important to have a program structure um um and like at least have it periodized to a degree for a time um but yeah I guess tying this back is having goals gives direction yes as well um because some people they they know what they want they know what they want and they don't set goals and then they're wondering why in six months time nothing's happened because yeah. you haven't set that goal because by the time we set a goal we can then start thinking about what actions and behaviors and routines we have to make to align ourselves with that goal yeah and because I knew over the last couple of years like when I left ITs I knew I wanted to go PDI how did I want to get there I knew what I had to do to get there so I started backtracking from there being like okay I have to do my fitness leaders course I then have to be fit enough to pass this barrier etc etc Mm-hmm. powerlifting was much the same thing if I want to powerlift one I have to learn how to lift properly mm-hmm. thanks Ben um uh, and like you know I have to you know train x amount of weeks hit x y and z to be able to get on the platform and you know go out there and enjoy myself mm-hmm. same with business as well like you know you you've got these goals that you that you set that you then align habits and all that too um because, yeah, once you've got that, you're able to backtrack. Mm-hmm. And, and goals, I think, just help you. It, it, it comes back to, like, focusing. It helps you have a focus. A focus. And it's okay if they change. This is what I want to say to people as well. Like, you can have one goal one week and then be like, uh, actually, I don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. I want this. Mm-hmm. And so the next week you've got another goal. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. 100%. As long as you're aligning your actions with those goals because... Otherwise, it's like if you're sort of changing your goal here, there, everywhere, every single day, every single week, it's like mm, you actually probably need to get a little bit more clearer on what you want yeah. and how you do that will look different to everyone. Definitely. 100%. Um, another quick little thing that we'll do is like if something doesn't, I kind of, we kind of discussed this, but like, if something doesn't go to plan, like what can you do mentally to like help overcome like your feelings and all that kind of stuff, especially because in a, in a competition or like if you do an assessment or something like that, um, 
yeah, like you've got all these emotions and, you know, all that around you. Because, yeah, when you perform enough or like you compete yeah. enough, it's bound to happen that you just you yeah. had a shit one. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you have a shit day, yeah. you just have a shit competition. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Life isn't going to be hunky-dory yeah. all the time. So, and this could be literally a whole podcast on itself, but it's first acknowledging what's happening and how you're feeling about it. And if you feel shit, it's okay to feel that way and it's okay to have a cry and yeah. whatever, but it's also like how are you going to bounce back from that? Have the have methods in place. Like what I call it being like structured flexibility mm-hmm. because how you react to something is like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's a physics term, but it's quite the same thing. Yeah. Something happens and it's not what you expected. How are you going to adapt to that? Mm-hmm. adapt to that new that new stimulus what's happened um and then after the fact reflect on it because we always learn from these experiences it's okay to fail we learn from failure we grow from failure rather than telling yourself oh I'm such a failure like you know I should have I should have done this I should have done that it's like mm, yeah maybe you should have done that but you can't go and change it now what we can do is change what we're doing going forward with the knowledge and the lessons that we've learned from that experience and using that to grow rather than playing victim to it. I was going to say the same thing because what I learned at Nationals is I hadn't competed in like two and a half years. Was it two? No, about a year. year. It was a year. I was like, I should have done a run through with my uni tart on because they're way more slippery. So then now I know for next time to actually have a run through before I yeah. go in without, you know, wearing my proper um, uni tart and stuff like that. So then that kind of helped me, like, I was still happy because, like, I went out there and I competed, but like, it was still, like, you still feel like, a little bit, like, disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, well, I know this for next time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. It's a learning curve, like, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I always try to pick out something that doesn't go to plan, kind of analyse it, why didn't it go to plan, and what can I, yeah, again, what can I? Hound dogs. Yeah. What can I learn from it? Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, that's why I kind of go to if something doesn't go to plan, kind of yeah. analyze what just happened and just see what I can learn from it, mm. which should be hard. Oh, it can be so hard sometimes, yeah. especially when at the time, sometimes you can be in quite an emotional state. So it's hard to sort of take that step back and reflect on, mm-hmm. you know, what happened. Why did X, Y, and Z happen? But when we do step back and when we are capable of doing it, how we process that information is very, very important because we can either use it for growth because you see it in some people, they'll they'll fail and they'll just keep spiralling. They'll keep spiralling and spiralling and spiralling and they'll, you know, play victim to it. They'll, you know, define themselves by that failure. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you can sort of notify what happened and accept it, yes, it still fucking probably feels shit, but what can we use it for moving forward? Exactly. And it's about identifying that and continuing to work through that. And it's okay to have people to discuss that with because sometimes we need an objective view as well because sometimes we're so in our own head, like, you know, emotional and, like, you know, sort of we start getting that tunnel vision. Sometimes it takes someone to be like, stop. Yeah. Let's have a look at it from this point of view. This is how I see it. Mm-hmm. This is what I think you should do, but there's also these options. And, yeah. you know, there's a whole, you know, process you can do, like, you know, with that as well. And, like, I feel like another thing is, is, like, confidence is key. 
So let's say, you know, if you at least fail with confidence, then like the audience or, you know, whatever, they're not going to think as much of it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. A dummy and make a scene. They're going to go home and be like, oh, you know, that person. Whereas if, but like, she owned it like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> she if, fucking owned it. <laughs> yeah, you try a lift or you fall off, but yeah. you get back up, you dust yourself off, and at least while you're in yeah. the spotlight, yeah, make it worthwhile. You, you know, yeah, yeah. and you'll wow. be surprised by how many people take inspiration from that as well. Yeah, because they'll see that and they'll be like, "Heck, like that's that's awesome. That's incredible." Like she literally, because some people may have looked at what you did, Miller, and be completely embarrassed. Mm-hmm. and like you know let that define their whole next competition or that sort of stuff whereas they could have seen you do that mm-hmm. and literally just get straight back on and be like yeah awesome mm-hmm. like I think you had a little giggle yeah, yeah. I did now I was just like I didn't hurt myself because <laughs> yeah. for me hurt themselves one a girl dislocated her knee and then <laughs> it went back Poor into girl. place like as she dismounted as she dismounted and then yeah. um one of the other um guys he had his ankle so I was like so when I fell off I was like I kind of had a realization I was like am I hurt no I'm good I'm getting back on yeah <laughs> that pause like am I, I hurt am I okay no I, I'm okay I, I learned on my feet <laughs> like our coach so there was us so three members of our team we we're all competing the same level um and then like like at the end of it our coach was like and none of us got injured. What a win. Yeah. yeah 100%. Like, yeah. That's a big thing. <laughs> uh, Things but, that you yeah. have to take for, like, yeah. you know, yeah. take them yeah. when you can. Yeah. It's funny. Sometimes, like, kind of in line with this conversation, people are like, you know, how are you able to just, you know, spot all the time or, like, you know, have, like, mouth malfunctions and all that at work and just be, like, completely okay with it? I'm like, well, I am okay with it. Like, it. Like, it's part of who I am. <laughs> what's going to be like, I don't know what I was trying to say, but like there's no point being like down about it because it's yeah, like, no. I don't want to feel like, and like I, I don't know if this is quite a simplistic kind of way of looking at things, but I don't want to feel like crap and down on myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Life's there to live. Be positive. Exactly. There's always, there's always a positive in every single day. It could be perceivingly the shittest day of your entire fucking life. There will always be one thing that you can say that was good. Mm-hmm. Like, no, people say there isn't, and if there's people say there isn't, <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. There is always one thing that you can reflect on that was like that was actually a good part of the day, mm-hmm. or a less shit part of the day. Yeah. What was your lo- less shit part of the day? I found my house key. There we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> May, what was the less shit thing about your day? Um, that my car actually started. <laughs> Has it been chain up? I love that. My car started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually had I had a very good day today. Um, so there was a lot of good things that happened. Um but, like, I was kind of, like, I was a bit of a grumpy bitch today. Like, just for, you know, I, I don't know whether it's kind of, like, a hormonal thing at the moment, but I was sort of, like, because I was even, like, why are you grumpy? You've got nothing to be grumpy about. Today's a good day. But I sort of was just, like, uh, maybe it's something hormonal, but I'll just, like, you know, sort of keep going about my business. So, for some parts of the day, I was sort of, like, in a little bit of a rut. Um, 
sort of just like flowing through that and being like, yeah, like, you know, it's still a good day. Like, you know, this just happened. This is good. And even just using that mindset has helped me. Um, but yeah, I got my eyebrows and my lashes done this oh. afternoon. So yeah, that and I went for a little spontaneous hike. So that was good. Like it was only like a two kilometer loop, but it was awesome. I love like looking like finding new walking places. Mm. I last year on placement. All I knew was that it was such a beautiful day and I know it's supposed to rain again on the weekend, so I was like, I've got to make the most of this weather. Yeah, yeah. that makes me just want to mm. walk in everywhere. Because, like, yeah, last year on placement, I got the weekend off and it was, like, nice sunny weather. So I literally oh, just, like, Googled walking, walking Yeah. Track. And I'd, like, do, like, a new one every time I had, like, some time off. And Yeah, it's awesome. That's the time that we went, when you met up with me on my work placement in the Aaron Valley, oh, and we yeah. just went to this, like, ranger what is it like a national like a national park yeah it was so fun yeah well that's like and I love doing that sort of stuff just socially as well like you know meet someone out there like Taylor and I used to do it um all the time uh back when I was in Adelaide there was one time we went to um I think it was like Ancy Hill or something and we're starting to get to know the trails a little bit and we were going to follow one of them and then we just kept walking and walking and walking we're like we've been walking for ages turns out we took one of the wrong turns and what was supposed to be like I guess like a 30 40 minute walk ended up being like an hour and a half because we ended up doing like a seven or eight kilometer loop or something poor Loki (laughs) he was so dead by the time we got home um but yeah anyway I think we've been going for quite a little bit now I think yeah I also really need to go to the toilet (laughs) so that's another reason why I'm like can we wrap this up now (laughs) yeah oh good very team. <laughs> yeah. And my dessert's waiting for me. Same. I've got about to watch Kill Lines, have some dark chocolate. Heck yeah. I've got, um, they had chomps on special for like 50 cents. So I got, I got a couple of them, but then I've got them in there and I was like, I, I don't know why, because I'm not a huge fan of chocolate. So they'll probably sit there for the next couple of weeks. But um, I've got ice cream like I usually do. But I've had like a weird enough craving to make. Um, I used to make these like apple um like muffins to have that with some ice cream or even some yogurt so there's that um but anyway i'm gonna go have some ice cream and a hot chocolate hot chocolate hot chocolate i don't know i'm starting to get delusional (laughs) it's been a long day (laughs) a little bit but yeah nah thanks for listening guys it's great great to be back um and if you've resonated with um anything that you've heard on the podcast today or you would like to even discuss a little bit more feel free to shoot us a dm we love talking about this sort of stuff mm-hmm. um and yeah if you liked the episode i always forget to say this if you liked the episode please make sure you either leave us a review or share it to your um, instagram stories and tag us or even send it to a friend refer it to a friend yes. send it out there a little bit we really appreciate it much appreciated. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I think that's oh. that's it. Um, that's how do I stop? Yeah. <laughs>